All right, what's up? What's up, people? We're back with another edition of the Leo G Show. I am Leo G, and we got another good podcast for you tonight, man. I'm I'm glad to be back. This is now the Leo G Show featuring my man Banks and my man Derrico, and I got my man Banks with me tonight. What what's going on, brother? What's going on, Leo G? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. We're going to do another podcast. We're going to try to make it quick, man, because we're running up against some time, right? Because it's opening night, right? Opening night football week. Let's run it, baby. Thursday night football coming to you live tonight, man. NFL, as we record this, is going down. Um, Banks' second favorite team is playing tonight, right? Negative, sir. Negative, sir. You you tripping. Tripping okay. hard. If I, you thought you think talk, I thought you told me better, one time. You better be talking about Tampa Bay, brother. <laughs> Oh, so Tampa you Bay. Not, you, you, Tom look, Bray. I don't no no. I was stomach stomach <laughs> Tampa Bay, but you better not associate my name with them cowgirls. America team, man. It's America, not my it's America team. team. Not my team. team. Okay. No, All right, your so team, anyway, man. <laughs> so anyway, man, like I said, man, we shout out to uh to Bank Second Team. And uh <laughs> anyway, we're gonna keep it moving, man. So NFL is back. Week, uh, week one starts tonight, Tampa Bay versus uh, the Dallas Cowboys, man. As we record this, it's about to go down in a few minutes. We're excited about that, man. So we got a, a podcast tonight, Banks. We're going to talk about a couple of things uh, really, really quickly so we can get in there and, uh, you know, check check uh, week one out. And then we'll come back to you and let you know uh, how we felt about the week one action in the NFL. But uh, before we get into the podcast, man, I want to give a couple of shout outs, man. First of all, I got to give a shout out to my man, Derek Cole. Obviously, he's not with us tonight, man. He has some personal stuff that he was he got going on. So uh, he'll be back here, hopefully, on the next episode. Uh, shout out to my man, Derek Cole. And uh, since you're not here, uh, we're we going to still throw some shots at you, dog. So, yeah, you're going to have to get back in here to defend yourself. You know what it is. You already know. So, uh, big shout out to my man, Derrico. Another shout out I want to give to is my man, Rob Bridges, man. Shout out to my man, Rob Bridges, Big Rob. Big Rob! You know, man, for uh, blessing us, man. He, he blessed us with some new graphics and some new stuff for the show, man. So, definitely want to uh, send a shout out to him, man. We appreciate uh, him, you know what I'm saying, with the Leo G Show. Also, man, want to shout out Miyagi Beats, man. Uh, can't forget about Miyagi Beats with the, with the fire intro song, man. And, you know, we've been rolling with it. And uh, that's what's up, man. So we moving right along, Banks. We're going to get right on into the show. Um, we tried this a couple of minutes ago, but we had some technical difficulties. So we're going to move through it and get right into it. You ready, brother? Let's roll it. All right, man. So first thing on the agenda tonight, man, week one college football, man. Last week over the Labor Day weekend, it went down. Banks, uh, was there anything that surprised you or shocked you or did you just – have fun watching all the matchups on last week. No, no. I had a lot of fun watching all the matchups. Um, nothing really stuck stuck out to me. Um, you had a lot of um, marquee matchups in the beginning. You know, you had the the Miami Hurricanes versus um, Alabama. You had Clemson's versus Georgia. Um, you had Florida State versus Notre and Dame. Notre, Notre I, wouldn't, Dame. I wouldn't really call that a high-profile game, but – it was up there, so I mean, it was it was a it was a week where you kind of got to feel a lot of teams, you know. Yeah. Um, also, you also you had LSU go out to uh, to to Cali UCLA, play yeah. UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had a couple of you had a couple of nice decent games uh, during the Labor Day weekend there. So really, really quickly, Banks, you talk about the high profile games. Let me get into that for just a second. Um, these high profile games have have become something something new or something of the norm now. You know, five ten. Uh, years ago, you didn't see these high-profile games starting out the season so early. We used to call week one the cupcake week, the powder puff week, 
you know, all your big schools would pay big money to, to have these, uh, you know, less, you know, small schools come in. So they could basically get like a scrimmage game. But now it's become the norm to where you say, hey, OK, like you said, the Georgia versus Clemson's, the Alabama's versus Miami's, the UCLA's versus LSU's. Um, some of your higher profile teams are now taking week one to make a statement. Um, and, I, and I feel like that could be, I don't know, a double-edged sword. How do you feel about these opening, the uh, week one opening matchups, these cl- these now, these kickoff games, these kickoff classes that we have now? It's necessary, Leo. I mean, yeah, it is a double-edged sword. You know, you go out there and you you schedule these powder puff schools and you, you get warmed up and then you don't see what this team is really made of until like week eight, week nine, week ten. And then let's say you go 11 and one and you, you know, went through your whole schedule without a, you know, no competition. And when it's time to start, you know, selection Friday or Saturday, whatever it is, they leave you out because you didn't play anybody. Now, granted, you play someone off the rip, you know, you kick your season off with a high profile game and you win. There you go. You know, you you off and rolling. You know, like I said, it is a double-edged sword, Leo, because if you lose that game, it could kind of derail your season. So, I mean, it's, it can. It can, so it, it can kind of put you back, a, man. It, I would rather have it that way than being left out the whole playoffs because I didn't play anybody. Play anybody. I get it. I get it, man. So, I mean, we had a so we had some good some good games on deck, man. So, right off the bat, we're going to talk about uh, one of the the, the 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 actually I guess it was the marquee matchup, man. That Saturday night it was Georgia versus Clemson up in Charlotte. The Duke mayonnaise, really. The we couldn't come up with any other <laughs> the Duke mayonnaise kickoff classic. A side note, man, it was funny, Banks. Just a, a really quick side note before we move into this, man. You know, college game day was there in Charlotte. They had you know you, you always have these crazy nuts up there, man. We had a, it was a guy up there. Literally on college game day, they had one of the big Costco gallon size jars of Duke's mayonnaise. And he like literally slathered himself in Duke's mayonnaise on college game day while they were up there, man. And then during the game, I don't know if you saw this, Banks, but there was somebody in the stands that had another gallon size Costco Duke's mayonnaise jar and was eating mayonnaise straight out of the jar. I thought that was disgusting. 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 <laughs> oh, that's a side note, man. I just had to talk about it before we talk about the actual game itself. So, yeah, Duke Mayo kickoff classic, Charlotte, North Carolina. The Georgia Bulldogs, I think, at that time were ranked number five against the number three Clemson Tigers. Georgia Bulldogs end up winning that game 10 to 3. Um, Banks, I'm going to just come out and say it, man, off the rip, and I'm going to get your feelings about this before we actually dive into it, man. I don't know if I felt, I don't know if I was impressed. I don't know if I was really impressed. And I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. Everybody knows me. Know I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan. I rock with the dogs, man. I'm happy that we won. But at the same time, man, I don't know. I'm looking for more out of the dogs. No disrespect to Clemson. No disrespect to Clemson. But I just felt like I should have saw a better showing out of the dogs. And the reason I say that is, Banks, all of the five-star recruits, everybody that Georgia has, all the expectations that we see they give Georgia nationally, man, I just felt like I should have saw a little more, man. Am I am I am I wrong for that, or how do you feel about it, dude? You tripping, bro? So number one, you did see something. You saw a defense go out there and pose their will. They kept Clemson to three points. Okay, this is Clemson Tigers. This is not 
South Carolina Gamecocks. You know, this is the Clemson Tigers. They were ranked three for a reason. Let me tell you something. I don't know what you were looking for, but you're playing a top three school in the nation. And you held them to three points. Yeah, granted, you probably wanted to see Kirby go out there and go for the gusto and go out there and score 35 points, 40 points. You wasn't going to do that. Not on week one. You just wasn't going to do that. I mean, both schools was amped up. They weren't, they weren't taking no prisoners. You know, give Clemson a lot of credit, which is I don't think you are. They played good. They are one of the top defensive said, schools man, in the I, nation. I said, no, I no, said, you're no not. Disrespect. Because you are so disrespect. You're disappointed because Georgia only scored 10 points. But you're forgetting the fact that they only gave up three. Should have never gave up that three if they went for that one possession where they didn't blitz at all. Should have been 10 to zero. Should have been 10 yeah, to zero. I mean, I guess I should be I guess I should be grateful that the, the Georgia won. They came out on top, man, moving into, you know, the rest of the season, man, as, as they get ready for, you know, the rest of their season going into the SEC schedule. But man, it's just, I don't know, man. I guess the Nick Saban effect, man, really, really kind of throws me a little bit, man. And, you know, Alabama, of course, played here in Atlanta in the kickoff class, Mercedes Benz against the Miami Hurricanes, a total you know, just dismantling of the Hurricanes. But that's what Alabama is expected to do. I don't know how good Miami was projected to be, but Alabama came and did what they needed to do, and they did it, um, you know, they, they did it how in Alabama fashion. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I'm making a comparison in my mind that Georgia should have been in and, and, and went in and, and put foot to butt to Clemson. And like, like you said, Banks, maybe I'm just underestimating Clemson. Or maybe I just feel like, you know, Georgia, you know, we talking about 41 years since we have a national title here in, in Georgia with, with the Bulldogs, man. I, I don't know. I, I think there's a sense of urgency with me now, man, and I'm just feeling like, yo, we got to get over the hump somewhere, man. We, we got to start to look like a perennial powerhouse national contender. Uh, I don't know how else the nation saw it. I mean, yeah, we did beat Clemson, but – Maybe it's still too early to tell week one. I don't know what I'm looking for, man. But but you're saying that to, to just hold a course. You're saying we'll be okay. We're going to be all right, Leo. This is week one, okay? This is going on the beginning of a college season. Enjoy the ride, brother. You're going to see Alabama in December and Atlanta, Georgia. You're going to have plenty of times to beat a team 47 to zip, okay? It, it's it's going to happen, all right? Clemson wasn't the team to do that on. They weren't going to allow you to do that. So I get it. I hear you. You know, it's been 42 years. You know, I need to see something to make me feel good about this team. I mean, I guess. But guess what? It was a W. You know what I'm saying? No one had Georgia beating Clemson. Not a soul. Not well, I one. Think Lee, I think Lee Corso. No, Lee Corso, no, he, no didn't. he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, no, I mean, no. I mean, he didn't. He had Clemson pulling it out. Okay, my bad. He had so, Clemson yeah. winning. He had uh, Curb Street. They all picked Clemson. Okay. So, it, it's, listen, listen, it's it's all good. Shout it's out to the points. Georgia. Okay. Shout it's out to the points. Georgia D. Seven sacks, dude. Seven sacks. Seven sacks. So, and a pick six to boot. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout, yeah. out, shout out to the Georgia defense that showed me a lot. Shout out to the Georgia defense that, that scored the only touchdown in the entire game and, and, and held it down. Uh, offensively, if you want to look at it, JT Daniels, who's now has asserted himself as a starting quarterback, because let's be real about it, Banks. 
Georgia has had a QB problem for the last couple of seasons. I mean, you know, we had a couple of QBs that were that were solid, and then so now we moved into last season, going into the COVID season. We didn't know who was going to start. We had a couple of people there trying to figure it out. JT Daniels is the guy who ended up winning the position, who now moves into the starting role for this year. He goes 22 or 3,435 yards and one interception. Um, and like you alluded to earlier, Bank, uh, Banks, Clemson has a great defense. Um, but I guess offensively, man, we'll we'll get into our stride and we'll get into our zone here in just a moment. But um, Zamir White has 74 yards on 13 carries. This is going to be a running team. I just – I don't know, man. I just felt like we should have saw a little more. But like I said, I'm going to take the W. I'm going to take the W and we'll move forward and we'll fight another week and we'll continue to take this week by week. Banks, you're making this crazy face at me. I am because I don't know what you're looking for, brother. I, I, I'm, I'm lost. I mean, you <laughs> – we beat one of the top teams in the in, in college football and you not happy about and I should, it. And I, should, I, I guess, and I, and I, I should, guess. And I should – To each his right, own. I should on. be happy about it, man. I should be saying let's move forward and let's and let's do this thing. We beat Clemson and let's and let's move. But I, I just I don't know, man. I guess right now, man, the sense of urgency is like, okay, hey, man, yeah, we need to be there. We need to be getting ready for a national title. And I know week one is week one. We need to progress through the season. And we'll can't see how this all national, works out. You can't win a national championship in week two, brother. I hate to say it, <laughs> bro. I mean, you gotta actually play a season. So let's go ahead and take it a game at a time, brother. This this is a marathon, brother. Let me tell you something. We're going to get our Not chance. We're going to get our chance. We're going to face Alabama. We're going to face probably Clemson again. We're going to get our possibly, chance, brother. Possibly, possibly, We're going to get possibly. it. So absolutely, pull your reins so we, back, brother. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna be reserved, man. I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep it and um and say, hey, you know what? Take the W. Take. Take the W run and see what the rest of the season is going is going to do. So we won. We just talked about Georgia and Clemson. Uh, we had a couple of other uh, matchups. We just talked about Alabama and Miami, which was just a. I don't even know if you want to talk about that. That you wasn't mean, nothing. Uh, Miami tropical storms. <laughs> yeah, Miami came in and 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 laid an egg. Wet the bed. I don't know what they did. Um, after it was some, I, I, I know it was some talk earlier in the week. Uh, Miami's uh, quarterback was like, "We're gonna come out and, and, and beat Alabama." That that didn't happen. They they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed. Um, it was bad. So <laughs> uh, another couple of matchups that we saw: um, UCLA, LSU, LSU goes out to California Rose Bowl. UCLA with with uh, Chip Kelly, man, beat LSU. Impressive, SEC team, impressive, impressive. Wow, um, another, Impressive. Uh, another game, Florida State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame ends up coming back and winning that game in overtime against Florida State. In, in it an should emotion. never, ever got to the point where they had to come back. Okay? I, 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 listen, <laughs> and I apologize to anybody that's a Florida State fan. Again, you guys should never been in that game. You guys made a game, and then you did the most – but – Backwards thing I ever seen in my life, you know, at the field goal, you call the timeout like you froze your own kicker. Like, that, that I mean, do you realize that he, I think they gave him a mulligan? He actually made the kick and you called timeout. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's just such ass backwards thing I ever seen in my life, but I guess that's your Crazy. team. Uh, yeah. So, Florida State, like I said, they go down to, to, uh, 
to Notre Dame in that game, man. So look, had a, a bunch of ma- oh, I got to shout out another matchup, Banks. Another matchup I got to shout out is Jackson State and FAMU down in Miami, man. Shout out primetime, man, coaching down there at Jackson State. They pull out the du- – hey, man, this was like the most entertaining and funny, even though the score wouldn't have said it, man, but this was an entertaining game. Banks, I don't know if you saw this game, man, but the only touchdown that was scored by Jackson State, right, was a defensive touchdown. The kid runs all the way down the field. You have – I don't know if you're familiar. You're familiar with Gilly, the rapper Gilly the Kid, Gilly the Kid, whatever he calls himself these days. Never – I'm not really too familiar with that, Leon. Okay. so too old. So, okay. Okay. So, anyway, there's a rapper named Gilly. If you go back look at the – it's all over YouTube. It's all over the internet. Guys, you want to go check it out. Gilly is on the sideline for Jackson State. His kid's running down. He's about to score a touchdown. He runs with him all the way down the sideline. They end up getting a 15-yard personal <laughs> – they end up getting a 15-yard penalty because this rapper runs down the sidelines and then the player gives him the ball, he spikes it. It's on YouTube. I thought that was pretty entertaining. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, so shout-out to the HBCUs. Shout-out to, uh, you know, we had uh, Fort Valley State, Tuskegee. They were on. Shout-out to, to Fort Valley Wildcats beat Tuskegee. That was that was kind of big. Um, it was a lot of games week one, man. That was, that was uh, pretty cool. Um, I would like to say that. I will I will hope that this will be a launching pad for the networks to actually show more HBCUs um football games. They're very entertaining. They're very entertaining. A lot of people are sleeping on them. You know, when you think about an HBCU football game, the first thing you think is the marching band. And that's all Absolutely. well and good. That's all well and good. But the football games great are players. very are very great. entertaining. Great athlete. I challenge great players, anybody man. that's watching this. If you have a chance to watch an HBCU football game, please do. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. It is it be some a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, and not to go off topic a little bit, man. There are a lot of classics, um, yearly uh HBCU games that are featured on national television. I think one of the biggest ones is the by one of the biggest HBCU games that's featured nationally and has been for quite some time is around the Thanksgiving uh weekend is the Bayou Classic with Southern and Grambling. Uh that's been on NBC for I know a number of years. But now, like you said, Banks, we are starting to feature more college game day was actually here in Atlanta for an HBCU kickoff uh game that featured, I want to say uh, it was North Carolina Central, if I'm not mistaken, and I forget who they actually played. It was I um, Alcorn State. Alcorn, Alcorn State. State. Alcorn State. North Carolina Central, Alcorn State. It was the MEAC SWAC Challenge uh, down there. At game Day Game Day came and represented, man. So, yeah, shout out to the HBCUs, man, getting some love, man, nationally, man. Another game I want to talk – so, Banks, one more game before we move on and, and talk about something else, man, that I, I have to talk about because a lot of people that listen to the show – and watch the show, they always say, well, you you know, you talk about Atlanta sports, you talk about Atlanta sports, but you don't talk about all the Atlanta teams, this, that, and the third. Okay, so yeah. So I'm going to talk about all the Atlanta teams. So week one, there was a game played down at Bobby Dodd, historic Grant Field, by the North Avenue Trade School, otherwise known as Georgia Tech. They played opening game against Northern Illinois, right? Right? Banks, I guess, why brother. The, why I the guess. face pump? Because it's Northern Illinois, dude. 
It's Northern <laughs> Illinois. Let me let me get on my soapbox right quick. For all you yellow for all you yellow jacket fans out there who always want to ridicule all the Bulldog fans, how about how many championships we got, blah, 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 blah. Until you beat a real team, until you do that, until you are able to sell out your own stadium without having teams like Georgia take over your own stadium, until you can beat teams like Northern Illinois, <laughs> please do not keep Georgia out of your mouth. Keep the Bulldogs <laughs> out of your mouth and stay in your lane. Stay hey, man, in your lane. Your rival, <laughs> your rival is Georgia State. That's who you're supposed to play. Don't worry about these Georgia Bulldogs over here, Georgia Tech. Hey, man, you mind so your look. own business and you figure out how you're going to beat your next opponent. <laughs> so look, man. So look. Georgia Tech let Northern Illinois. <laughs> Northern Illinois coming there. They paid Northern Illinois like two million dollars to come in there and put and that on. And they beat man. you. <laughs> they came into your house and beat you. I mean, they let Bishop Sycamore come in there and beat them, man. <laughs> they beat you. Like and that's sad, man. So look, man, I don't want to beat up on the boy too bad, man. I know. Shout out I to will. all my Georgia Tech fans, man. I will. I will beat up on them because they they deserve it, Leo. They've been talking mad trash to bu the Bulldogs. Every time something minute happens to the Bulldogs, they got something to say. Hush your mouth. Hush your mouth. I'm talking to every 10 Georgia Tech fans out there. Hush your mouth. <laughs> All right, man. Hush your mouth. Shut All up. All right, man. Look, man, we got a lot of friends of uh, friends of the show, man, that are Georgia Tech fans, man. So I don't want to go on in them <laughs> too far. Banks is on his – he's in rare form tonight. Banks is in rare form. So, um, yeah, week one, college football, we'll come back for week two, and we'll give a synopsis of a couple of the games that will be featured in week two. Um, so let's move forward, Banks, here, man, and let's, let's keep going because we're we up against the clock, man. This game about to, about to fire up in just a minute. What what was next on the agenda with the with the outline for the night, man? What else we got well, going on? Tonight? I wanted to speak on the Braves. I know we haven't spoken on the Braves in a while. Um, I wanted to um, let people know that they what they came from is um, they were five about six and a half games back back in the summer um, about a month and a half ago, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, Ronald Acuna went down with a knee injury. Um, and then they brought in some new, you know, some some new faces and a couple, you know, and one old face, um, Jock Peterson, uh, I think his name is, uh, uh, his okay. name escapes me, um, Jorge um, Solar. And we also um, had a, a Richard Rodriguez and we pulled up a guy named, um, oh, how can I forget this guy? Um, Adam Duvall. Adam um, Duvall. Listen. <laughs> They went on the tear. Now, granted, there were lesser teams that they beat, but they beat them. They went up as much as five and a half games, um, Leo. Um, I'm looking at it like this. You know, you turn it around without your star player. Um, now the current lead, I believe, is two two games now. Two and you a got, half. So um, right now we're at two, two and a half games right now. You got to play the Nationals tonight with Hoska Enoa on the mound tonight. Um, Leo, I wanted to throw it to you, man. I wanted to ask you a question about the Braves. Um, basically, what I wanted to say was um, going through this run that the Braves are doing, um, do you feel that they can win a division? Now, now, granted, now, 
the Philadelphia Phillies are on their heels. Um, the Mets, they're not really dead yet per se. But do you think the way they've been in the playoff runs before and they have that that experience that they can go ahead and win this division? Man, listen, this is this is Braves baseball at its finest, right? I mean, who would have imagined coming into the stretch now in what I like to call baseball that counts, that they would be playing their, their best ball? Like you said, Banks, you know, we lost our best player, went out towards ACL, Ronald Acuna several weeks back. That was like shortly after the All-Star break. And we didn't know where this team would be. Shout out to uh, Alex Anthopoulos for bringing in some 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 much needed depth to help this team move it move it along. Because we were inching and, and and bumbling and stumbling into the All Star break, and like we had talked about before, Banks, you know, get to the All Star break after that. That's when the real baseball happens. We lose our best player. Alex Anthopoulos, the GM, says, "Okay, you know what? We need some help. Let's get a little bullpen help. Let's get some some other guys out here that can help us out." warm up the bats, and, man, they've done – because here's the thing. The the wild card – getting the wild card spot is pretty much – you're not going to do that, right? The the West is crazy right now. Uh, you got the best teams in baseball in the NL West. You got the Giants. You got the Dodgers. You got the Padres. So you have to literally win the NL East if you want to make a postseason slot. And it's just – it's funny because – I hate to say this, but the NL East right now is trash. It is trash. You got the Phillies and the Mets. And like you just said, Banks, the, the Philly, Phillies aren't – I don't know what the hell Philly doing. The Mets, you know, they at 500 right now. You don't know what they're doing. The Marlins and the Nationals, they saw they so far back, it's not even funny. So, yeah, right now we're sitting 2.5, two and a half games on top of, of the division. It's almost like just hold on. Just hold on. If you can hold on, win a division, get to the postseason, man, you get a brand new life. Um, and with that being said, Banks, if you can get into the postseason, man, with the, the roster that we currently have and with the players and how they've been playing, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You just got to get in. We, we talk about this in all the major sports. You just got to get into the dance, right? Well, you just got to get into the it, dance. I look at it like this. I think I believe they'll make it. Um, you're right. They need to win a division in order to make it. They're not making no wild cards because wild cards is already sold up in the West. Um, I will say this. Um, I think the experience should take over. Um, we got some more favorable games coming up down the stretch. We actually have to play the Phillies um, by the end of this month, I believe. Um. Leo, if they make the playoffs, and you said um, the quote that anything can happen once you're in, do you? How far do you really feel they can go? Now they went to the NL, NLCS last year. They were up three games to one in the Dodgers, and Dodgers came back and just went on the tear, and they won the championship. So, do you feel that this is just a a uh, 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 set up year for next year, or do you think they can actually make something happen in this postseason? Hey listen, man, you make the postseason, you make the postseason, you do what you do. Okay. All, at that point, man, you playing with house money. Well, we expect it to be back with Ronald Lacuna. I say, yes, you were expected to be back and, and, and get a while. We, we didn't expect it, which is crazy. Cause I'm looking at the NL West right now. You got the giants that are just like, playing monster baseball. You got the Dodgers right behind them who are two and a half games back. The Padres are, are not a team to sneeze at. 
And right now, they are 15 and a half games back out of first place, and they're one of the best teams in the National League. So with that being said, man, it's like, yo, you in the NL East, and I know we had we just had a road trip, went out and played L.A., didn't get the results that we wanted out there. Um, but, I mean, you know, like I said, man, we weren't expected to go to the NLCS last year, and we gave the Dodgers all they wanted. And, like, you, we've seen this before, Banks. It's a new, it's a it's new life. It's a new season when you get to the playoffs. So all I'm asking for these Braves to do right now is to limp into the playoffs. Um, it's a beautiful thing when you know that once the playoffs starts, you know we 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 at zero zero. We do this all over again. So to answer your question is, I think they got a shot. I think they got a shot, just like anybody else when the playoffs start. Man, you just never know what can happen. You just never know. What can happen, man? They might turn it on. I would. I didn't. We didn't expect for the Braves to even make it to the NLCS last year, and they did. So let's get there. Let's see what can happen when we get there, man. So right now, the task at hand is to win the NL East, which I think that I think I think it'll happen. I don't want to jinx it, but I think it'll happen once we get into the dance. We get into the party, man. Let's go. Let's do this, man. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I, I, I listen after that speech there, you know, I was pessimistic about it. I felt that the pitching wasn't there. Um, I, I, I like freed. Um, I like Morton, but I, I think that's all we have. I don't care for Smiley. I, I I'm, I'm lukewarm with, with Tuki Toussaint. Um, it's like whatever our pitching give us is as far we're going to go. And unfortunately until, until this uh, uh, manage um, uh, owner group, owners group, Liberty, uh, whatever they are, media spend Liberty, some money. They spend money. some money, please. Get some guys and, give us, here, and give us some guys in here so we can actually make a run with these Dodgers or with these Giants or whoever, and we can be comfortable and say we got a real good shot. Yeah, we got a shot, Leo. You're right. We do. We can get in and shock a lot of people. But realistically, with our pitching versus theirs, I don't know, brother. I don't know. Like I said, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping all the best for the Braves, and, and, and we'll continue to monitor them, and we'll come back next week, and we'll, we'll see where they are going into the stretch uh, in this NL East race. Uh, race. Because they're going to have to face, uh, I think, the Mets again. They're going to have to face the Phillies again. Like you said, they're playing the Nationals as we speak tonight who aren't playing very well, but you need to get these games against a division opponent, man, to, to pad your lead. So we'll see what's happening, man. So look, Banks, we're going to move forward because once again, we have a game. Look, you yawning. Come on, dog, man. You can't be doing that. Listen, I, party, had, I, had, on, I had three of these, okay? <laughs> three of these? I'm, I'm sleeping, okay? I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm on this right here. You don't even want to know what this is. I'm not even going to divulge what that is. But anyway, so <laughs> – we're going to move into it, man, and we're going to wrap the show up really, really quickly. Week one NFL, we just talked about that. want to talk about a few things, man, but because we're kind of up against the mark, we're just going to get into the meat of it, all right? Uh, prediction for tonight, really, really quickly, man, as we move forward. I guess as people will probably drop this episode tomorrow as people listen to this. So they can go back and listen to what we said because we're recording this before the actual game, Tampa against Dallas. Predictions for tonight, Banks. Give your prediction. I'll give mine. I'm not picking those cow pokes. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I don't care if they do win. I don't care. I'm not picking them. Tampa Bay wins. All right. I'm going to say the same thing here. Tampa Bay wins tonight. 
Tampa Bay wins tonight in a route. So I, I might have to come back and eat crow. I think Tampa Bay wins tonight 42-17 to 17 is the final score. I think Tampa is that. T- yeah, yeah. I think Tampa, unfortunately, man, that, nothing changes with Tampa, man. That, this team basically turn, comes right back. Everybody comes right back. I think they're going to click on all cylinders. I am definitely not a Cowgirls fan. I don't think the Cowgirls have in you do you really feel that strongly about Dan Quinn's defense? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 42 to like 17, the Bucks. I hate to say that, but it is what it is. Cowgirls ain't listen, Cowgirls ain't listen, getting nothing in 30 years, man. I'm going to pick the, the lesser of two evils. Okay, like you said, I will hope they end in a tie, and I hope. You know, uh, a, a tsunami come in and, and wash the game away. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick Tampa. You can't pay me to pick anything for Dallas or the Saints. Yeah. That's that's just it for me. <laughs> You're not going to give believe, me the I can't believe you anything. put the S on it. I can't believe you put the S on it. I give them an S before the season start, but you just believe once week one is over, they're back at the Aints. <laughs> yes, my New Orleans friends. Uh, you're the Oh, ace. my God, man. A couple of, okay, so let's move into it. Week one, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about, of course, our Atlanta Falcons, man. Shout out to my man Banks rocking all white Steve Barkowski tonight. Yes, he is. You see it. All right. So, look, week one, before we get into the Falcons, before we talk a little bit about them, um, just want to give a couple of intriguing matchups to watch out for week one. So, Banks, we didn't talk about this in the outline, but I want you to really, really quickly, we'll, we'll talk about this. I'm going to throw out my game of the week, and I just want you to basically tell me how you feel about the game of the week. Out, out, of course, outside of our Falcons. Game of the week for week one, in my opinion, is going to be Cleveland and Kansas City. Cleveland at Kansas City is my game of the week for week one. And with that being said, Banks, really, really quickly, I want you to tell me how you feel about that game and where, where do you see that game ending? How do you, how do you see that game ending? Cleveland and Kansas City, you got Cleveland that's an up-and-coming team that got a lot of people that think they're going to win the division, and rightfully so. They really made a lot of strides um, um, with their team. Um, Kansas City, same old, same old with them. Um, I see that Kansas City still going to pull out on top. Um, I'm I'm not sold on Cleveland to be that team yet. Um, they they could possibly be that team, but to beat Kansas City in in, in Arrowhead, I I don't I, I I can't I could be totally wrong. They probably might go out there and, and beat the brakes off them, but I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> I I um I see this being the better matchup of Week One. I really do, man. I'm kind of impressed with Cleveland has been getting better and better and better, man. Baker Mayfield has kind of commanded the offense. Defense is pretty com- coming along pretty good. I think that this. Here's the thing. Cleveland plays in what I like to call the black and blue division of the NFL. Good God almighty, man. The AFC North is that division. I mean, you know, it has been the uh, the constant division that really just cannibalizes itself year in and year out. I mean, for a while, the, the NFC South was that division that had a lot of talent. And we, and, and we were putting, you know, two, three teams in the playoffs in the NFC South after, you know, uh, with the Falcons, the Aints, um, and Carolina there for a while. Of course, now Tampa Bay has just thrusted themselves back into the mainstream. But the AFC North is brutal with with C, with uh, with the Steelers, with the Ravens, 
the the yeah, I hate to pick on the Bengals, but they just there for the ride. But still, with that being, I remember you remember a couple of years ago, Banks, we played the AFC North and we went 0 and 4 against the AFC. I North. mean, got so, annihilated, dude. Like the whole <laughs> entire division owned our offensive line. Like even the Bengals like pushed us around. Like that division <laughs> is very, very tough. Like I, That's, really, I call it the black and blue division. I call it the blue collar. I call it the blue collar division, man, because you got the the Browns and the 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 Ravens. All those teams, man, they got teams that are blue collar teams, man. And they come out, man. They bring their lunch pail, and they and when you play them, you gonna know you play them. Whether you win or lose, you gonna know you've been in a game against the AFC North team. Am I right or wrong? You gonna know you're you absolutely that. right, dude. Absolutely <laughs> right. I don't want no parts of that division at all. So, <laughs> seen it, been there, done that. Yes, sir. So I, I'm going to go on the limb and say that the Kansas City Chiefs will prevail in this game, but I think it's going to be the game of the week. I think it's going to be a close game, closer than people think. I think, and I could be wrong, but hey, I think that Cleveland is going to get them a run for their money, but I think in the end, Kansas City is going to end up winning this game. So now really, really quickly as we come up against kickoff, because uh, I, I see the, the themes and the banners, it's just about to start, Banks, so we're going to we're gonna have to wrap this up. So really, really quickly, we had a lot of people a lot of people were asking us for predictions um, with the Falcons going into the season. I don't like to do that. So what I'm going to do, we we gave our predictions last week for our, the Philadelphia Eagles game. We did do that. So what I'm going to do is tonight go back and revisit that and ask you now again, two weeks in, right into it, going into it. We'll be there Sunday afternoon. Do you still stand by your prediction that the Falcons will be victorious against the Eagles on Sunday? I do, um, but not by a lot. Um, I, I really have a lot of questions about my team right now. Um, I don't know anything about them, and that's, that's sad to say because we haven't seen anything, you know, to to give us an, a feel of what we're going to be expecting to see. You know, I'm giving Arthur Smith the benefit of the doubt. I'm giving DPs the benefit of the doubt that they'll have the team ready. And that's what I mean about it. it's going to be very, very close. Might be an overtime game, and it's going to be one of them games where you have to sweat it out. And I mean, that's just that's where I think it's going. Me personally, so me personally, Banks, I don't see this being an overtime game. I don't. I see this game being a win for the Falcons, not a convincing win, but I do see this Falcons team. I, I go back to the score that I gave last week, which I think I said was twenty-four to seventeen. I'm going to change the score line, tweak it just a little bit. Just a little bit, man. I say 28-24 now, Falcons, winning this ball game on Sunday. I feel like it will be won within the four quarters. I just feel like – and the reason I feel like the Falcons are going to win this game Sunday, I feel like it's going to be a different – this is a different philosophy. I think if it's one thing that the emphasis is going to be on as you yawn in my face – I'm sorry, dude. Is, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is, is 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 finishing games. Do we have the talent to close everybody out we play? I don't I don't I don't know. But what I do think is there's gonna be a big emphasis on finishing games, closing games, and winning games. And I think that Arthur Smith is gonna have his first his first game as a coach here, a W, because I think that the emphasis is gonna be on finishing games, closing games, and I think they'll do that Sunday against the Eagles. Go ahead, Banks. It has to be, Leo. Um, the philosophy of just finishing, you know, coming from Dan Quinn, 
regime, you know, couldn't finish anything. You know, a lot of games we had other teams coming back on us, you know, and then you're looking up the scoreboard and lo and behold, the other team got the lead for some apparent reason. Like, how did that happen? Like, we were just up double touchdowns. You know, it's just hopefully Arthur Smith, you know what I'm saying, everyone's going to look at him with a, a very, very strong magnifying glass if we are up by 10 or more in the fourth quarter just to see what's different about this team because lord help us if we're up by 10 or more and philadelphia makes a run and they tied the game and it's like here we go again you know a lot of people just feel like you know it's 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 a curse that's where the curse come from so i think banks i think i think that this is something that they know i think come on man there's no secret i think this is something Believe it or not, I think this is something that they've been working on since Arthur Smith has got here during camp, during, you know, probably his first interactions with the team was to change the MO of this team and to change the way this team approaches games and being able to finish and win. So with that being said, Banks, like you said, yes, that's something we need to look for. I'm going to go ahead and put it on my back and say that Arthur Smith has made that a priority. So, yes, if we do go up 10 points, I feel as though that these boys are going to have the mentality to close it out. That's one of the things that I'm hoping Arthur Smith has brought to the table. And I think that Arthur Blank wanted a coach that was going to be able to do that. So with that being said, I think the Falcons will prevail week one. Um, Really, really quickly, too early to tell week two, Banks. I don't know if you knew this or not, but we go down to Tampa next week. We go down to Tampa on the road, Raymond James, 4-5, kick. Um... Before we before we close this podcast out, and we'll talk about this again next week, hopefully with Derek with us after we evaluate week one and, and the Eagles game. But going in, you know, just off the rip, going to Tampa week two, how do you feel about us going to Tampa? And 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 you know, you don't have to give me a prediction, but how do you feel about it? Because I'm gonna say one one thing before I let you talk. Tom Brady is like been undefeated against the Falcons for like I think he is undefeated in his career against the Falcons. Like, when are we gonna stand up and beat our chest and say, you know what, no more, no, no, no more? Is this is this when it happens, or do you feel like you know what, Tampa just they just a bit too much? I don't like looking ahead before we play the game in front of us. Um, I can't tell you. I don't know what to expect going down to Tampa. I don't know what we're going to show against going against Philadelphia at our own house. You know, heaven forbid we lay an egg and we look like crap. How am I supposed to feel going down to Tampa playing the world champs? I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's really kind of thing was it's like a wait and see what this fan base, man. It's like, you know, you do something well, great, but show it again, show it again. Consistency. That's all I ask for. Consistency. I got so you. I got you. I feel you with the Tom Brady thing. You were like, the longer he stay in the league, it's good for us to say we got another crack at this guy. We got to get at least one damn W. We got to put a. We got to put an L on this dude, man. <laughs> we got to put an L, dude. Like literally, we got to put an L on this dude, man. Before he hang up his cleats, man. This dude cannot have a clean run against us before he hang his cleats up. I'm sorry. So if with that being said, man, you know, I know we don't like to get too far ahead, but with that in mind, I say that's a lot of ammo to take into that game, man. And uh we'll see what happens. You know, coming up with the Eagles, I'll be there, you'll be there. Um, 
so 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 shout, shout out that really really quickly before we leave banks tomorrow Ben's uh Atlanta United against that team from Central Florida the Mickey the Mouse team is there that Mickey Mouse team man we're gonna do that man we'll talk about it a little bit off air whether or not we're gonna be in the building but uh that's always a fun one that's always a fun one man so we're gonna crank that thing up man it, banks it, it, it felt good man it's been a great podcast Hopefully we get Derrico back, man. Let the people know where they can holler at you, man. You can find me at Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook and Baby Banks 80 on the gram. I'm having issues with my Twitter. So find <laughs> me on Facebook or Instagram. So look, people, Banks is still looking for a social media assistant. He is still looking for somebody that's going to come in and handle all of his social media accounts. Uh, he's taking an application. So if you can catch him on, on, on the gram or catch him on Facebook, send him an application, man. He's looking for somebody that's going to fill that role for him. Uh, <laughs> he needs it. He needs it. Because he trying to, and he, 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 he didn't want me to tell y'all this, man. He wants a TikTok and a Snapchat too. He just don't know how to really pull that off. But yeah, so he's, try- <laughs> he's trying to do that as well. Really so look, do. Man, really? <laughs> you can catch us, man, on the Leo G show on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, the Leo G Show, the number one. That's at the Leo G Show, the number one on Twitter. You can also catch us on Facebook if you're still there, the Leo G Show. Also, um, you can catch me on Twitter, Southern Set with two T's. That's at Southern Set with two T's. I'm always there. Uh, you know, I'm willing to talk sports, ATL, everything, man. Thanks. We're going to come back and do another episode, man. We're going to... Talk about a couple other things that we talked about off air that we weren't able to squeeze in tonight. Go ahead, Banks, really quick. And just for to reminder, everybody, please subscribe, you guys. Um, you know, just at the bottom of the screen when you watch this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Once again, shout out to my man, Big Rob. Shout out to Miyagi Beach. Shout out to our boy, Derrico, man. Hopefully, he'll be back on the next episode. He will be back on the next episode. We're going to go ahead and count it. You know what I'm saying? It's been another edition, man. Um... We're going to bring it back next week, man. We're going to do what we do, man. All right.